This is 15 Minutes of Freedom. I'm your host, Ryan Idell, and today is Lessons from Copywriting. Today I'm going to share with you what about 16 hours of copywriting has taught me about every aspect of my life and how you can implement it today. Before we dive into all this, I'd like to start doing something that I call Shout Out Wednesdays. So as you're listening to this, grab a screenshot of your of your phone, right? however you do that on the device you have, screenshot it, go over to Instagram, post it, and tag me, at Ryan Nidell. I want to give you a shout out on my feed, just thanking you for listening. So screenshot it, post it to IG, tag me, at R-Y-A-N-N-I-D-D-E-L, and I would love to reciprocate that goodwill by sharing back with you. So let's talk copywriting. I'm in my office. It is Monday at 5.42 p.m. as I'm recording this. And that becomes important because I got to the office about 11.15, 11.20 today. A little, little behind the eight ball. I went and picked up meals from my meal prep company and a little slower getting to the gym this morning. And I was slower getting to the gym, not because of lack of motivation, but because I was actually here in the office yesterday from noon until about 8.30 p.m. And you might ask yourself, why in the world would you be at the office that long? That's a great question. I'm literally asking myself the same thing. You see, in front of me on this desk, right, I have a riser and a computer that sits at eye level. All this stuff that's cluttering my desk right now. And as I look on the desk, right, I have a series of books that I've been leaving through. The Halbert Copywriting Method Part 3 by Bond Halbert. How to Make Maximum Money in Minimum Time by Gary Halbert. The 16 Word, word Sales Letter by Mr. Albarico. The Ultimate Sales Letter by Dan S. Kennedy. Scientific Advertising from Claude Hopkins. The Boron Letters from Bond Halbert. And about another 10 copywriting books. And they're all over. Well, I've been diving deep into the psychology, the mindset, the efficiency of well-written copy. And it's interesting because you probably never notice is I can't say that I'm consciously aware of all the content that you and I consume. Like what makes our eyes go from the top of a page to the bottom? Well, the first thing would be, of course, interest. Well, what creates interest? Desires, needs, wants. But those have to be captivated in that initial entry point, right? The header, the title, the subject. And what's crazy is this episode is actually not really about writing content. These are just some things I want to share with you. And so you take that and eventually, right, it has to be very readable. You want to make sure things are spaced appropriately so that people like you and I don't have eye fatigue. None of us want to read super heavy text. That's in big chunks. I actually think that's why so many books don't get read. That's why my book, The Six Figure Blueprint, The Essential Guide for The Essential Guide to Increasing Leads, Sales, and Free Time is in super digestible small chunks. When people share with me very frequently, it's how readable and how easy it is. It just felt like they could breeze through it and then implement what they learned. There's a couple of reasons for that. 
And I want things to be readable. I want them to be enjoyable because that's what gets people to go from start to finish. But yet, even then, we're still not getting to the meat and potatoes of this. Because I'm here at the office yesterday. And I spend, like I said, I don't know, eight and a half hours not diligently working consistently on just copy. Had a couple phone calls with friends and was helping some people out. And probably had three and a half or four hours of just focus, right? I use brain.fm when I get in this this space. Right, I'm super hydrated. My phone's on do not disturb. My email's shut off. My alerts are shut off on my laptop. Got brain.fm, the, the deep work focus. You know, pumping through my eardrums. Admittedly, right? hands way, raised really high with a big smile on my face. Take some nootropics, pop a modafinil, and I'm like locked in. I'm seeing the matrix. I'm like, I'm going to knock this out. I got a bunch of videos to record. This is going to be a great afternoon. I'm going to crush this. Have you ever felt that way before? Just like pumped, ready. And then you look back at the end of the day, you're like, well, what, what happened? I'm not really done yet. And I'm, I wasn't done. And so my wife and I go out to dinner. We get home, spend a little quality time, and then go to bed. And I almost can't sleep because my mind is racing about this copy. Right? And if you're curious, the copy that I'm writing is right, for external marketing purposes, some things to generate attention, need, desire, want into some of the things that I offer. Because right? I realize I can be as brilliant as possible at pontificating my words to you on this microphone. Maybe you like the sound of my voice, maybe you don't. But there's different ways that people digest content. Some of us are visual memory recall learners. We have to see things. Some of us are kinesthetic learners. We have to touch them. Some of us are auditory. We have to hear them. So I have to make certain that I have effective messaging conveyed across all platforms. Something that, again, if you're in any business across the board, I would encourage you to pause at some point throughout this week and really audit, is your messaging consistent and efficient across every way that someone could hear you? More than likely, it's not. More than likely, if you want to make more money, you're going to figure out how to do it. Because there's no way to only hit one type of modality in which people learn. Not if you want to crush your results. So, creating the sales copy, doing all these things, go out to dinner, I can't sleep too much because I'm excited about it, I'm learning all these new things, and I would say I'm a pretty efficient, uh, through spoken word and through video, I'm a really good communicator. My inflection and tonality can change, I can be empathetic and sincere while also being harsh and direct. It's a whole different thing to figure out how to have words on a page mirror what comes out of my mouth. And no matter how good I thought I was at writing copy, the exercise on Sunday certainly proved to me I had a lot to learn. And all these are books that I just laid out. They're all books that I've read. They're all books that I've written notes on. They're all books that I've paraphrased down into actionable items doesn't mean it's easy. And so then we jump in the office today. And again, a series of phone calls as days would have it. I did not do a good job of honoring myself and holding the time and space that I needed to create. 
unfortunately, praise the little baby Jesus, I brought on a brilliant scale specialist to help field the phone calls right, of individuals that are maybe seeking clarity or want to brainstorm some some opportunities for solutions in their life. And, and Jennifer has been a rock star of really peeling back and giving me more of my time back. So that's also something I'd like you to consider. Where is it that you're leaking your productivity and efficiency from things that you have created for yourself that you feel like you need to do versus investing in someone else to help you do it? This is true no matter if you're an entrepreneur or an entrepreneur. You can work for somebody else and find someone to delegate and systematize your daily tasks. All that will do is end up making you more money and freeing up more time. And isn't that ultimately what all of us want? Is that more money and more time. So then, right, as I sit here today from maybe 2.30 to 4.30, I'm writing more copy. I get to the end, and I'm pretty proud of it, right? I'm looking at it. It flows well. It's, I don't know how many words exactly, but it feels really informative, long storytelling. feels like it would just bring somebody in and engulf them around what it is I'm trying to convey. And admittedly, I have no idea if it will or not. That's the damnedest thing with copywriting and video content. You can be a lead at any of these things. And there's no guarantee that your first attempt is going to strike the right chord with the person with the right pain point to see that you can solve their problem. And so, right, I recalibrate. Use the restroom, grab one of those pre-made meals that I picked up from the meal prep company. And I'm speaking to Kurt inside the office. And it dawns me as I'm walking past him that this is not my genius zone. And that I should never attempt to write copy like this again. That there are brilliant individuals who get paid great money to create great sales copy that I should find and walk through their process to help me more efficiently and effectively tell my story. And that got me thinking very quickly, like, man, I'm, I'm really big on the leverage, automate, delegate type of mindset. Like leverage your strengths. Automate the things that you can automate that aren't your strength and then delegate everything else. And there's going to be some additional pieces and parts left around. Do everything you can to eliminate them. But I became so focused on the fact that I thought that I could do this, that I thought it should be easy, that I thought I had it all figured out because I've read a bunch of books. But there is no substitution for actually doing the work which is the lesson that I ultimately learned from writing copy. Is that I can sit in front of these 6, 8, 10, 12 books, having read each one of them. And I can have some of the, the stats and some of the ways to write copy embedded in my subconscious. But there is literally no way for me to become a lead at writing copy unless I put in the consistent daily work. And that all the books in the world end up being a shortcut, quote unquote. And no matter if it's reading books or hiring a copywriting coach, 
Nothing is going to change if I don't take massive daily and perfect action. I say it that way because I do have to spend a massive amount of time to start to craft these pieces of copy, right? And massive is right 30 minutes to an hour for me. That's a massive amount of time right now. And daily, well, because I know it's going to take a period of time for me to actually be able to become proficient, not even a lead at writing copy. It's not going to happen if I do it just sometimes. It has to be all the days that end with why. And imperfect action is because there'd be no way for me to do this perfectly. It's false pretense. I'm just setting myself up for failure. And then, of course, the action component is I actually have to do the work. I've put the reps in. But yet so often in life, I have found myself thinking that because I have read something and because I might be able to say it out loud, that I just have it all the way dialed in. I mean, let's be real with each other. Have you ever felt that way? Have you ever heard something that I've said, maybe repeatedly, and you're like, yep, I know that. That's, that's my idea. Powerful, good, own that idea. But let's talk about the implementation and the execution of that idea. I've been talking about the optimizator, the core four, for the better part of two, two years. I've been talking about the observation tower, some would call it the general's tent, for the better part of two years. I've been talking about a lot of things consistently over the past, give or take, two years. And I, I love you for being a part of this journey with me. But the question would present itself. How many of the things that I have shared have you attempted to implement? There's no shame in this, certainly. Here I am telling you that I have read all these books over the past two or three years, and I have never sat down to try to implement them. And so I'm now eight plus hours in, 10 plus hours in to writing some copy that really could have been outsourced to someone else who has practiced their craft, who is elite at creating the right story and tapping into the right emotions. And that I could have saved myself the eight hours and done things that are more impactful in my genius zone, like being in front of a microphone, or being in front of a video camera. See, there's some things that you have to go through just enough to understand that they aren't where you should be playing your game of life at. And for me, if it costs $5,000 to have copy written, which I know you're hearing that, like, Jesus, $5,000? Back in my direct response affiliate marketing days, it was very common for a ten dollars to $20,000 sales letter to be created. Because the copywriter would write it, and they knew the results were going to be massive, and they knew that you were going to reap the upside benefit in perpetuity, essentially for eternity. And so they can command a premium when they have good results. And that's, that's why copy costs so much. But after seeing it, right, we all put a value of some dollar amount, whether arbitrary or factual, on our time. And as I look at different agreements and arrangements that I have in my life, I'm actually physically in front of a client, one-to-one, the least expensive that happens for. The least it can is about 1500 bucks an hour. And as you scratch your head and say, God, that's, that's crazy. Who would pay Ryan that much money for his time? 
The answer is pretty simple. If your pain point is big enough that the small investment in my time solves it for you, then it's a no-brainer. I spend time with a business, and they see their revenue increase by $500,000 a month and their profit increase by $300,000 a month. Wouldn't that be worth a handful of hours? Especially because they're going to reap that benefit for years to come. Well, of course they would. And what about in some of these leverage consulting models, right, where there's multiple people on a call? You're still learning the information. You're still implementing it. You're still going to keep whatever parts you actually take action on. So, of course, it's worth the investment. Side note, in case you're curious, scratching your head, I have things that I offer that are actual coaching calls that are as low as 97 bucks a month, right? So it's not an elitist thing where you have to pay tens of thousands of dollars for my time and energy. All this to basically wrap up and say, had I just focused on bringing in the expert to write the copy, it actually would have saved me money. It took me eight hours to write the copy. I'm about $12,000 into this piece of copy. I'm convinced I could have found an elite copywriter for far less than that. But yet most of my life, I've never looked at it that way. It's like, nope, I got to take the tough way. I got to figure this out. I'm going to be great at this. I'm about 36 years old. I know where I'm great. Put me in front of a crowd. Put me in front of somebody. Let me use my voice and my face. My face isn't so great, but certainly my voice to share a message and it works. And so just a consistent reminder that you should be auditing, we all should be auditing where we spend our time. And how many things are we doing out of internal obligation and necessity versus the facts that are presented in our lives? I mean, think about your life right now, will you? Like, what are the obligations that you feel as it pertains to working out and fueling your body? Right? Do you feel obligated to be vegan or vegetarian because you brought it up at one point And while it might be inhumane and part of your mind, you also sometimes miss a juicy cheeseburger. I don't think there's anything wrong with that because you created the social construct that you're living in. You can decide to change that at any moment. Same thing inside of your relationship. Perhaps as you're sitting here listening, you've got some agreements and arrangements with people inside of your life that don't really serve you anymore. Analyze why you believe they needed to and what you can do to change them. And then inside the business world, what are all those heavy tasks you're taking on your own on your own shoulders because you feel like you need to? Because you feel like that's the only way forward. How many of those things are really in your genius zone and how many could you invest in somebody else taking off your shoulders to become more efficient at your job? I'm sure the list is long. So as we wrap up this episode, I do have one additional favor to ask of you, not only screenshotting this episode, tagging me on Instagram so I can give you a shout out, but if you have listened to the show and you've received any value or benefit, it's been quite some time since I've asked for some new reviews, and I would love to see your comments about this show, no matter how good or bad they are. Admittedly, iTunes loves it when you get those fancy five-star reviews, but I want the truth. If you think this is a two- Give me a two. Tell me why. 
From that place, I'm Ryan Nidell, wishing you truly unlimited success.